Today, we deep dive this tough nine-game road trip for the Toronto Blue Jays. It starts tonight and features three teams currently in playoff spots, Baltimore, Texas, and Miami. Now, those three teams combined home records so far this season, 62-34. and 34. Oh boy. First up, three at Baltimore, who of course we were, we recall swept the Blue Jays, right? Just a few weeks back. So let's get set for that series. Plus today, let's have some fun with trivia on a Tuesday. You are locked on Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Yes, indeed, I am Locked On Blue Jays. Have been for quite some time in my life. First season as the Locked On Blue Jays host. Yes, but man, I've been locked in as in dialed in to Toronto Blue Jay baseball ever since I can remember. Want to remind you of a few quick things here. The Locked On Blue Jay podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That's your team every day. And also want to remind you, you can catch all Toronto Blue Jay games this season on Sirius XM. Boy, oh boy, to those of you choosing to spend part of your day talking Blue Jay baseball with me, you already know that I'm thankful to you for that. If you're taking this in on the YouTube, please hit that subscribe, that like, and that comment. In particular, leave some comments because we've got Arm Lighten joining me from Just Baseball. He's a big-time prospects guru. So what, what Blue Jay prospects do you want to make sure we tackle in that conversation? That's coming up later on this week on Locked On Blue Jays. If you're one of the everydayers making the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast your first podcast listen every day, certainly see you, and I thank you for that. If you're taking this in on Apple, hit that five-star review, please, and thank you. Oh, oh, thank goodness for that comeback win on Sunday, right, as some momentum was, was going to be needed heading into this daunting nine-game road trip. This nine-game road trip has days off before yesterday and day off after at the end of the series here. But in between, no days off. The Toronto Blue Jays are going to play nine road games in three different cities over the next nine days. My goodness. And, and again, all three of these teams are in playoff spots. All three of these teams are playing really good baseball right now. My goodness. We're going to start with the Baltimore series, right? That one kicks off tonight. Before we get into the specific matchup, the Orioles and the Blue Jays, my gosh, have had a, a lot of really crazy games. I was about to say historic. I guess it depends how, how you view it, but but certainly true to say a lot of really crazy games throughout franchise history. And uh, one thing I just want to bring up really, really quick here is, is it always just absolutely amazes me because one of those games was it's the Blue Jays record for the most unearned runs allowed in one game. This is back in the year 2000. So first of all, if, if you're old enough to remember the whole Y2K, we were just glad there was Blue Jay baseball, right? A lot, a lot of people were, were really concerned. Remember in the year 2000? I know it seems a long time ago now, but Y2K had come and gone. We were we were safe. Everything was fine. And here came Blue Jay baseball later on, <laughs> right? Uh, spring training, then Blue Jay baseball. So this particular game uh, in, in 2000 against Baltimore, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, the I guess, uh, hung on to win. Is that the way we'll put this? 23 to 1. 23 to one against the Toronto Blue Jays. But as I say, I, I'm fascinated by I, this game makes me laugh because it was the most unearned runs in one game for Toronto in, in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history. So all told, Craig Graybeck, Craig Graybeck, and that's not really coming through for the Craigs on this particular day, but Craig Graybeck made two errors at second base. Alberto Castillo made an error behind home plate, and Tony Batista made an error at third base. And all told, those would lead to 13. 13 unearned runs. Have you ever heard of that before in your life? Holy moly. Roy Halladay appeared in that game. I think he only he only got a couple outs, but and and the the Orioles got like seven runs off, off when Halliday was in there, but none of those runs were earned. Halliday gave up seven runs that day. Absolutely none of them were earned. Like, isn't that crazy? That's I don't know. To me, that seems absolutely nuts. 
So let's start deep diving this Baltimore Toronto series by taking a look at what did we see? We we remember, uh, I know it's painful, but you, you know, we, we need to take our mind's eye back to that sweep the Baltimore Orioles put on the Toronto Blue Jays a few weekends ago in Toronto. The only crossover pitchers uh, of, were for either team were Dean Kramer and Yusei Kikuchi. So Dean Kramer, he, he started that Sunday game and he'll start game one. He's starting tonight for the Orioles. Uh, Kikuchi started in that series as well. Uh, as did uh, Gosman, and as did Alec Manoa, actually. It was one of the good starts the, that, that Manoa had. I've got Manoa for three good starts this season at Kansas City, at New York, and and at home against Baltimore, and that was one of those there. You might remember that game. That was the 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 third blown save of the season for Romano, and, and his most recent one, he hasn't had a blown save since then. Uh, also, now speaking of Kikuchi, in that Baltimore series, Kikuchi, uh, or sorry, the Orioles gave Kikuchi his first loss of, of the season. And it, again, it looks like Kikuchi is going to be pitching in the series. It looks like he's going to go in the Thursday matinee. That's the series finale. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Gosman was the other starting pitcher in that particular series. Now, one, I mean, just so ironic uh, difference between these two series is going to be Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins, if, if I mean... How can you not really respect and love this guy? Uh, just an, an awesome baseball player, awesome leadoff hitter, spark plug center fielder for the Baltimore Orioles. Now, he is out right now on the injured list with a groin issue. And we're going to get into why this whole thing is just all super ironic in a minute here. But uh, Cedric Mullins, in, in that weekend series back in Toronto a few weekends back, that's that Orioles sweep, he doubled in the opener, hit a home run in the second game, then had five hits in the Sunday finale, the game three of that series. Like, holy moly, he had a walk in there as well. So he was on base eight of the 15 times he came to the plate in that series. Holy moly, as if we didn't know he wasn't awesome already, right? Holy moly. Well, he gets hurt. The Baltimore Orioles bring in Aaron Hicks. Now, Aaron Hicks was an eight-year New York Yankee hated by that fan base. The Yankees released him this season. He was hitting 188 for the Yankees. He's come and played 10 games with the Baltimore Orioles. He's hitting 345. His OPS is over 1,000. I know it's 10 games, but still, I mean, just incredible. And, and he's had some big time uh, at-bats for these guys as well. He had, for, for the Orioles already, he had one home run as a New York Yankee, already has one as an Oriole. He had seven walks all season with the New York Yankees, already has seven walks with the Orioles. His on-base percentage as a Yankee this season, I mean, we see why they were ready to move on from this guy and, and not just the, the venom from the fan base, the fan base hated this guy, but his, his on-field performance too. my goodness, Aaron Hicks had a 263 on base with the New York Yankees this season. That is unbelievably, I, I'm not even sure I've seen an on base that low before in my entire life. That is incredibly bad with the Orioles. So incredibly bad, bad with the Yankees. How about 472? How about incredibly good so far? He, he, he's on base almost half of his that bad so far as a Baltimore Orioles. So in, as incredible as this sounds to say, a big difference in this series. Great news. Glass half, glass, glass half full, glass, you know, three quarters full. Don't have to deal with Cedric Mullins. But ironically, oh my gosh, going to have to deal with his replacement, Aaron Hicks. Uh, Aaron Hicks as well. It is worth mentioning that his best OPS by far of, of the of the teams of his foes in the American League East, by far the team he's hit best against in his career is the Toronto Blue Jays. George Springer in that series went two for four in game one, two for four in game two, two for four in game three, the, and two walks in there as well. Springer had a 533 on base percentage. So whatever Baltimore was trying to do, George Springer was smelling what they were cooking. He, he was really good in that series. He's got five home runs, or he had five home runs, sorry, versus Baltimore in 2021, but just one last season, and he did homer off Grayson Rodriguez in the Saturday game of this May series. Again, he, he was really good against Baltimore pitching a, a few weekends back. Bo, in that in that series, three hits in the finale. That's awesome, but overall just four for 14 in that series. 
Vlad opened up that series with a sharp lineout, then a base hit, then the next 11 at-bats of that series, the final 11 at-bats of that series for him, he got out. He was one for 13 total. And in those 11 straight outs to end the series, six were via strikeout. Holy moly, the Baltimore Oriole pitching. And this was big time. You, you know, every day as well, no, we talk about Vlad a lot. And, and when he gets himself in trouble is when he's willing, becomes willing to play the pitcher's little reindeer games and, and, and he's swinging for their pitches and he's expanding his own zone and expanding the strike zone, right? Well, Baltimore knows that. They faced them many times. They were taking full advantage of that a few weeks back. Now, Vlad, 13 road home runs in, in 2022, uh, already nine in 2023, and has seven home runs career at Camden, but just one last season. Remember, last season, the Baltimore Orioles moved left field back 30 feet, so not sure we'll see a home run parade from the Toronto Blue Jays in this series. Matt Chapman, two for 12. Now, he did hit in, in, in that series a few weekends back. Now, he did hit a home run off of Dean Kramer. Again, that's Baltimore starter tonight. We'll see what's going to happen with Brandon Belt. This will be Dalton Varshow's first ever series at Camden Yards. Well, the Baltimore Orioles pitching was was wise to his game in that series a few weeks back. 0 for 9, Dalton Varshow against the Baltimore Orioles. 0 for 9. Witt, one hit in every game of the series in his career. He struggled mightily at Camden Yards. Kevin Kiermaier, one hit in every game in the series in his career. He struggled mightily at Camden Yards. They're, they're, they're pretty much the same when it comes to production against the Baltimore Orioles. Now, truth be told, I mean, worth mentioning, the starting pitchers in Game 1 and Game 2, Kevin Kiermaier in his career has hit them well. So hopefully he's going to be back for those games. I do feel good about the catching situation. Hopefully Danny Jansen's going to be back. But in that series a few weeks back against Baltimore, the catchers hit. Kirk had three hits. He was three for seven. Jansen had three hits. He was three for ten with a home run in there. So I'm, I'm definitely comfortable there. In that series back a few weekends ago, Adam Frazier, 6 for 13 for the Orioles. 10 home runs is his career high. Already has seven so far this season, including one against Eric Swanson back in that series. Five different Orioles homered in that series. Now, most of their runs in Game 1 and Game 2 came from home runs. The Game 3, that Game 3 was the one that went into extra innings. And then in the 11th, Yimmy Garcia absolutely exploded. Remember that? They, they got five runs off him. That, that was that third and final game. The Orioles didn't get – it's the only game Baltimore didn't get any home runs against Blue Jay pitching. The Orioles had uh, that run in the, speaking of that Yimmy Garcia, that Sunday game, they had a run there where five of the six batters got on base and five runs would come across the score. Their shortstop, Mateo, he was the only one who wouldn't uh, get a hit in, during that run there. And he was just one for nine with four strikeouts in that series. And career versus the Blue Jays, just 14 for 77. That's a 182 batting average. So the Blue Jays know what they want to do to get Mateo out. Now, coming up on Locked On Blue Jays, we'll take a look at the pitching matchup tonight as the Hound is on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. And you can catch this game, of course, on SiriusXM. Now, first, I wanted to take a moment just to mention, I mean, buying tickets to your favorite events, and it shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater, you name it, near you. There's killer deals on last-minute tickets, and you get the best price guarantee, so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped about the fun you're going to have. And I want to talk about that best price guarantee for a second here. That's the game time guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Everydayers know, I've talked about this. I, I haven't been to a Toronto Blue Jay game in years. I've used the game time app three times already this year. It will be and counting. I find it so easy to use. Use the game time app to get tickets for that uh, Romano uh, and, and uh, Romano and Jansen bobblehead. Another time where I got this beauty here, my pride and joy, my Blue Jay channel. love this. And I'm never going to be the one that you're going to come to for help with technical stuff, right? So that's why I use the GameTime app, because it is that easy. It's two clicks, and you've got your tickets. And the tickets come to your phone, so you're never 
um, you know, fumbling around in your in your email or anything like that. You just walk up. Hello, Mister um, uh, uh, Ticket Taker, Miss Ticket Taker. Thank you. Click. Thank you. Enjoy my game. Thank. Enjoy the game. Thank you. I will. It really is that simple. So that's why I'm a game time advocate. Absolutely. Now you can snag tickets with without the stress. I've done it with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Now, again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Game one of this nine-game road trip versus three playoff teams starting tonight, and I cannot think of a better starting pitcher to get this going from a Toronto Blue Jays standpoint than Chris Bassett. 7-4 and four on the season, 3.29 ERA. That's number 13 in the American League with another gem. He could really move into the top 10. Wow. 1.02 whip. That's number 8 in the American League. To be top 15 in either one of these categories from where he came from, from that first start at St. Louis where all heck broke loose. That was, that was one of the massacres of all time. Absolutely incredible. Chris Bassett has been awesome for the Toronto Blue Jays in 2023. The Blue Jays have won seven of Bassett's last 10 starts. In fact, I mean, my goodness, since 2020, Chris Bassett's teams, when he starts, are 53 and 28. That's a 654 win percentage for a team for a full season. That's a 106 win team. Oh my gosh, is this guy been good? Or is this guy big? And that's since 2020. So that's a lot of winning with the Oakland A's, who didn't do a lot of winning. It's a lot of winning with the New York Mets. And this season, a lot of winning with the Toronto Blue Jays. This, he's, this will be his 11th night start. Everydayers will know. We've deep-dived Chris Bassett a few times with how he gets himself prepared for these night starts and how on point his, his regimen is for this. In his 10 night starts so far this season, he himself has a 7-2 and two record. 1.29 ERA. Are you absolutely kidding me? Opponents are hitting 154 versus the Hound on the mound in night games. Are you kidding me? This guy barks at night. 0.818 whip. I'm going to have to say it again because you're not going to believe what you just heard. But it, yes, 0.818 whip in night starts for Chris Bassett. And 10, right? Like that's a legitimate sample size. That's one, that's one third of your season. 0.818 whip this guy's dealing with in night starts. Holy moly. This is his 138th career start, only his third ever at Camden Yards, and his last one was back in 2021. He was with the Oakland A's, actually, in, in that season. Now, on the road, Chris Bassett has been somewhat feast or famine. Talked about that St. Louis game. Uh, he was rocked at Tampa Bay. He was rocked at Minnesota. Those were his two starts, actually, that closed the month of May. Now, he had a good road start at L.A. against the Angels. He had a great road start at Houston. He had a great road start at Pittsburgh. And, of course, his last road start was an absolute gem as well at the Mets, the the, the, the famous one where, where his wife was, was going into labor. How good was he in that game, despite even the rain delay? Like, he's just so veteran, you couldn't throw him at all that game. He was awesome. Now, Chris Bassett has never faced these younger Orioles, right? The Adley Rutschmans, the, the Blue Jay Killer, Ryan Mountcastles, the Gunnar Hendersons, the Mateos. But versus the Frasers, the Santanders, the, the, the Hayes, the guys like that, they're just three for 18, and there's no walks in there. That's total domination. And the no walks, Chris Bassett, that was the only knock, right? That was the only thing that had to improve as the season was, was unfolding here was he was walking too many batters. Just six total walks over his last six starts. And can I mention, he's coming off of back-to-back -back starts with zero walks. Want to say again, how good has Chris Bassett been for the Toronto Blue Jays? My goodness.
Hello, righty Dean Kramer on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. Six and three record on the season. You got to like that, but an ERA just under five. So hopefully opportunity for some runs tonight for the Toronto Blue Jays. The Orioles eight and five in Kramer starts. Same as with Bassett. Eight, Blue Jays are eight and five in Bassett starts. Now the Orioles are four and two in Camden when Kramer starts for them. So maybe slight advantage Baltimore there. How have the Toronto Blue Jays fared against Kramer in their career? Well, George Springer just three for 16. Bo Bichette just three for 17. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So the first couple hitters out the gate, he's dominated. Kramer's dominated. Now, Vlad has six career hits versus Kramer. Four have left the yard. And again, remember, all nine of Vlad's home runs this season have come at Baltimore. I know they've made that massive change. It, it, it's it's significantly diff, more difficult to hit a home run in, in at Camden Yards these days. But let's go, Vlad. I mean, come on. Constantly looking for something that, that's going to spark Vlad's power numbers, right? Hopefully this matchup can be one of those things. A Chapman. Chapman just uh, a one for 12 versus Kramer in his career. Now he has homered against him. So, I mean... Is that the glass half full? I, I hope so, right? Desperately, desperately. Again, we, we talked the other day. We're not trying to get Matt Chapman back to April Matt Chapman. That's unrealistic. That was a video game. That's unrealistic. But the the absolute plummet that has taken place for Matt Chapman has just been completely unacceptable. He's hitting like 183 since then over these last six weeks. Like, wow, wow, wow. Hopefully something's going to happen in this Baltimore series that's going to get Matt Chapman at, at least back to something I want to say significantly respectable. I don't, I can't, we can't even just say respectable with Chapman, right? He's going to hit in the middle of this Blue Jay lineup. He's going to be significantly respectable, and he hasn't been that lately at all. How about as we go further down in the lineup? Witt just two for 13, Witt Merrifield versus Kramer in his career. Kirk four for 11 with a walk and a double, got to like that. And Kevin Kiermeyer. Now, Kramer's struggling versus lefty, so it, it is a shame that that belt is out. But Kevin Kiermaier is a lefty that has done well in his career against Kramer. Three for six. And I know a lot of people are going to want Biggio to be playing in this game. And and he, Kramer struggled against lefties. And Biggio's coming off a big game. But truth be told, or, or you know, when you deep dive it, Biggio is 0 for 4 career against Kramer. While Espinal is 5 for 7. And there's two walks in there as well. So Espinal's come to the plate nine times in his career against Dean Kramer. And he's reached base seven times. So I think it's got to be Espy tonight. Kramer's made six home starts this season. He's allowed six home runs as ERA just a pinch under five at home. So come on, a Blue Jays offense that so far in June has scored four runs twice and three or fewer six times. I mean, come on. Is there something here that can kickstart this offense, please? Over the last 52 games, how about this? Last 52 games, 26 of them. So half, 52 games. That's a massive sample size. Half. The Toronto Blue Jays have scored three runs or less. Now, be sure to join me Wednesday on Locked On Blue Jays as I'm joined by Aram Layton of Just Baseball, who's an absolute prospect guru. I'm very excited about that conversation. We're going to deep dive some Toronto Blue Jay farmhands. And to close out today, since it's Tuesday, I thought, hey, let's have some fun with trivia on a Tuesday. So I've got six trivia questions here. They all have to do with Toronto Blue Jays and Baltimore Orioles, since that's the series we are embarking on here. I'm going to read the six questions and then come back to the answers. So I want to give those who, who are like, oh my gosh, I think I know that, and, and want and, you know a little time to think about it. You can pause. You can hear the questions, pause, and then come back and listen to the very end of the show for the answers. So let's start with question number one here. Now, what former Toronto Blue Jay and Baltimore Oriole pitcher would have started game seven 
of the 1993 Toronto Blue uh, World Series, sorry, for the Toronto Blue Jays versus the Phillies if Joe Carter didn't provide those Game 6 heroics. So again, what Toronto Blue Jay, he was a former Toronto Blue Jay, former Baltimore Oriole, he would have been the starter for the Toronto Blue Jays in Game 7 if it had gone to Game 7 of the 1993 World Series. Question number two. Now, despite coming off a season in 2005 where Miguel Batista saved 31 games for the Toronto Blue Jays, the then general manager, J.P. Ricciardi, still went out and gave a massive contract to pry Baltimore's closer from them to bring to Toronto. Who was that closer? Question number three. What legendary MLB pitcher threw his fourth career no-hitter versus the Baltimore Orioles in 1975 and then almost 16 years later to the day tossed his seventh and final career no-hitter versus the Toronto Blue Jays? Question number four. What Toronto Blue Jay legend would spend 85 games as a Baltimore Oriole in his final season, which was 1998? Let's go to September 14th, 1987 for question number five. On that day, and this would be just a few weeks prior to the Blue Jays authoring one of the great collapses in, in franchise history, in baseball history, as they somehow failed to make the playoffs in 1987. But in the middle of that month of September, Blue Jays set a major league record for the most home runs in one game. It's a record that still stands to this day. How many home runs did the Toronto Blue Jays hit in that incredible game? And finally, question number six, again, taking you back to a date. It's September 11th, 2021, so fairly recent. Uh, if you follow me on TikTok, you might remember I did a TikTok live. That was Baltimore hosting the Blue Jays in a doubleheader. Did a live for the entire doubleheader. It was an epic, epic, epic day. Blue Jays would sweep the doubleheader, which, you know, made it, which, which made it even better. Now, the again, this was at Camden Yards. The Blue Jays, if you remember game one there, they would rally for four in the ninth to win that game 11-10, thrilling, thrilling game, thrilling victory there. And then in the last inning of game two as well, the Blue Jays found themselves down. They were down one nothing. They would rally again, this time for 11 runs. Holy moly. Yeah, they got 11 runs, not in the ninth. This is in the seventh. Remember, double headers, right? Seven innings. So they would rally for 11, down one nothing, headed into the last inning, get 11, and they would hit a franchise record in that inning, a franchise record four home runs. Who hit those home runs? Okay, so there's your chance to pause now. So for those of you who do want to hear the answers right away, let, let's go through the Trivia Tuesday of questions and answers together. So again, question number one was former Blue Jay and Oriole was going to start game seven of the 93 World Series. That was... 1996 Cy Young winner for the Toronto Blue Jays. That was Pat Hankin. Love Pat Hankin. Got nothing but time for Pat Hankin. Loved Pat Hankin. Number two, question number two. Despite coming off a season in 2005 where Miguel Batista had 31 saves, J.P. Ricciardi still went out and signed this Baltimore closer to come and, and be Toronto's closer. Who was that? Do you remember that lefty? That was B.J. Ryan. And what a contract that was too, right? Question number three, the legendary pitcher threw his fourth career no-hitter in 75 against the Orioles and then his seventh no-hitter in 91. I mean, 16 years apart, almost to the day, how incredible was Nolan Ryan? Yes, the Ryan Express, absolutely yes. Number four, the legendary Blue Jay that spent 85 of his game, 85 games as an Oriole in his final season in Major League Baseball in 1998, that was Joe Carter. 
He would be traded from the Orioles that season to the San Francisco Giants, and the Giants would play the Cubs in the wild card tiebreaker that season, and Joe Carter would actually, I believe he popped out, if I remember correctly, he was either pop out or fly out, but he would make the final out of that game in the 5-3 San Francisco loss. That was the final out of his career. But yes, yeah, spent the first 85 games in 1998 uh, after finishing, what was that, seven seasons with the Blue Jays that finished up in 97, and he would go over, and, and that was his final season. Question number five, we went back to the date of September 14th, 1987. We asked how many home runs did the Toronto Blue Jays hit in that record-setting game? It was double digits, if you can believe that. I know that how long would it take the Jays to hit 10 home runs you know, in 2023, right? How many games? It's probably four or five, but man, they got 10 in that one game. A rookie, Fred McGriff, hit one. Lloyd Mosby hit one. Rob Ducey, some CanCon there, some Canadian uh, content there. Rob Ducey hit one. Rance Mullenix hit two home runs for the Blue Jays that day. My favorite Blue Jay ever, George Bell, hit two home runs for the Blue Jays that day. And Ernie Witt, who every day as we'll remember, Ernie Witt was prominent in last week's Throwback Thursday stories. Ernie Witt hit not one, not two, but three home runs from the left side. The left-handed catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. Remember, he platooned with, with Buck Martinez. He would hit three. All told, the Blue Jays would have 10 home runs in that game. I mean, shout out to Nelson Liriano, who had three hits in that game. Jesse Barfield, who had four hits in that game. It was an 18-3 to Blue Jays beatdown over the Orioles that particular day. And then we finally, we finished, the, we, we closed it out with the September 11, 2021, the TikTok live doubleheader uh, at Camden Yards. Blue Jays would rally in game one, would rally in game two as well. Who hit those four home runs? Well, Vlad would open the inning with a base hit and then bow a two-run home run. There's the first home run, 2-1 Blue Jays. Next batter is Teo. He gets a base hit. Then Kirk, a two-run home run. So four batters into the ninth, four runs have scored. There's the first two home runs. A few batters later, Marcus Semyon would blast a three-run shot to make it 8-1 to one Blue Jays. Right after Semyon, Vlad, remember it used to be Semyon, Vlad, Bo, Teo in, in the order for the Blue Jays. They were all all-stars that season as well. Right after Semyon's three-run blast, Vlad would single for the second time in the inning. Bo would single, so he has two hits in this inning as well. And then Teo would unload a three-run home run. It, it was Bo, Kirk, Semyon, and Teo. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you had fun there. We'll do we'll do a lot more trivia, of course, uh, as the season goes on. Drop me a comment. Let me know if there's any sort of uh, subject matter you want to see some uh, trivia Tuesday on as well going forward. That is going to be a wrap for Tuesday's Locked On Blue Jays. Now, reminder, you can catch tonight's Blue Jays game on SiriusXM and keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network and check out Sully hosting Locked On MLB. Enjoy the game tonight. Go Jays go, and we'll talk tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.